Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back. Um, I'm a little extra bouncy and excited today. And why do you ask? Well, that is a great question. I'm so happy you asked, and I'm going to tell you the number four. The number one reason um, is because I'm actually recording this at a different time. I usually record it either on the weekends or sometimes in the morning, but I'm actually recording in the evening and I've just eaten dinner and it was the most delicious dinner if I do say so myself. I made it, so I get to say that. Um, I don't usually make like fun outside the box things, but tonight, well, all day, I stewed away in the crock pot like this really lovely vegetable soup with squash and sweet potatoes, and it was so delicious. And so I have a belly full of soup, and that is making me extremely <laughs> excited. Um, the other reason I'm so excited is because there are many, many new faces and ears here at the She Built This podcast, and I know this because I can see you. I mean... I can't really see you, but I can see how many new people are listening. And I also got a fantastic email the other day from a woman who told me that she joined the She Built This group because of the podcast. So it's very exciting. Growth is always just a very, very exciting thing to me. And and feeling like we're spreading the word and sharing this message in a bigger way. But I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, hi, hello. Hey, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm your host. I am a content writer and I'm the owner and founder of She Built This. And if you're wondering what She Built This is, it's a woman's entrepreneurship community. It is the place to be if you're looking for an authentic bunch of people that will be by your side every single step of the way as you build your business. And this podcast is really um, a byproduct of all the great things happening in the group. After as I was editing today's podcast, which we're going to get into in a moment, um, and after a really great She Built This workshop last week all about elevator pitching, I started to dive into how I can share what I do in a really concise way for myself. I sp- finally like gave myself a little time to reflect on those things. Um, and actually, I spent last weekend going through my websites and just like sort of sprucing things up a little bit, just little things here and there to kind of like really help to express what I do more clearly. And I have a lot more work on it. It's funny, the content writer's shoes are the the like the cobbler's sun shoes. Like I take care of myself last. Um, so I still have a little more work to do on that. But it helped me to touch on what the this podcast is really all about. And I just wanted to kind of, since this is our month of branding, um, I wanted to kind of sum that up for you in a nutshell. In case this is your first time or in case you're just kind of like a semi-listener of the She Built This podcast, the She Built This podcast is not your average hustle, grind, should, and that 
feeling of now, do it now, that you get from a lot of podcasts. Like I really take a unique approach to entrepreneurship and I believe that it can be easy. I believe that it can be fulfilling and I believe that it can be fun. And that's what we focus on here. We focus on inspiring stories and yes, business tips, um, content writing, chat, life lessons, a little silliness, obviously, because I can't help myself in that arena and really giving you the tools that you need to build and start living out whatever this means for you. And as I was kind of putting together that synopsis of the podcast, I realized that it's what I'm focused on with the She Built This group too. And it's what I firmly believe that can be the case for my content writing clients too. So it's kind of like the connective tissue, the umbrella, if you will, um, of everything I do. My whole brand is all about supporting women entrepreneurs in building their dreams and making them a reality. And I know we're all so sick of the phrase like the new norm. But that is really how I feel about She Built This. I believe that we are creating a new norm altogether, that you can achieve your dreams and have fun doing it. So next week, I have some exciting She Built This news that I'm going to be sharing with you, but I want to keep you hanging for now. Um, We're actually going to We're about to knock the socks off an already sock knocked off group. And if you're not part of the She Built This Facebook group yet and you're like, what on earth is she talking about? You definitely want to make sure that you get in there and join the fun because honestly, I feel like we are just getting started. Um, If you get lost and you can't figure out how to join the group, just visit the link in the show notes and it will get you right into it. And it's a private group. So with that said, I feel like people are really comfortable sharing when they need to very authentically and honestly and openly. And it's kind of like the no judgment zone. So um, we all just get to be ourselves and cheer each other on in being ourselves. All right. So now real quick, uh, and then I promise we'll get into the good stuff. I want to just let you know what's happening in next month's podcast theme. Uh, It is all about productivity, but we're actually going to be taking a really calming, peaceful spin on productivity. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I have four experts coming on. They're all going to be sharing about productivity, but in a way that will encourage you towards simplicity, ease, doing less, and streamlining. It's all going to feel really, really good and doable. And it's also going to pave the way perfectly for my big announcement. But Like I said, I'm going to keep you hanging until next week on that. Um, So if you have a second today before I introduce our guest, I would love for you to take a minute and I welcome your reviews on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean. It's actually your reviews that help new people to find the podcast and help the mission of She Built This grow even more. And so if you really want to think about it, big picture, Your review, every single review helps me to build this. All right. Now, I promised I wouldn't keep delaying, so I shan't delay any longer. We're going to get right into my conversation with Laura Beauparlant of Lab Creative. And this is going to wrap up our month of branding. We've been having a lot of fun talking about being the true blue you and how that helps to attract the right clients to you in a really profound way. And today's podcast, uh, Laura really takes a unique approach to branding. She has a program called Brand Camp in which she guides you through the process of creating your own brand. 
and her next session does kick off November 8th. So I'm going to make sure to include that link in the show notes as well. Laura is a total joy. She is a wealth of knowledge, and I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation and all that she gives to us so generously in our time together. Laura is the founder and chief brand alchemist at Lab Creative, and she leverages her unique process to help entrepreneurs understand and embrace their magic and create brands that stand out from the crowd, attract the right clients, and produce results. In her more than two decades as a designer and 17 as an entrepreneur, she's learned that it takes more than just being really good at what you do to start and run a successful business. Through her signature three-step process, she creates helps to create authentic, memorable brands for ambitious, growth-minded entrepreneurs who want to stand out from the crowd and reach new levels of impact, influence, and success. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? All right, and the rest you're going to have to hear in Laura's own words. Because I tell you what, this lady does have a way with words. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Laura Beauparlant. Hello, Laura, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Thanks for having me, Emily. Yeah, I am just thrilled to have you. Um, as I was telling Laura before we hit record, I've basically like binged all of her content, everything that she writes and all the videos she does. And she's just a great, great person to watch on social media with all of the things that that you guys give away to help people with their branding. I mean, I'm not I know you don't give away your actual products and services, but you do give so much information uh, and really, really valuable content. So Thank you. Well, it's important to share as much as you can with the broader audience, knowing that the right people will will end up coming to you and saying, I know that you're the people I need to work with to, to make this happen in my business. Yeah, I totally agree. And we're going to get into what some of those right people are and what that really, really looks like and how you can use your branding to kind of weed out the ones that aren't the right people. So before we get into that, though... Um, I read your bio before you joined us, but why don't you tell us in your own words a little bit more about you and maybe how you got into branding? Sure. So I actually studied graphic design. So that's what my education was in uh, over 20 years ago, (laughs) kind of aging myself there, but uh, you can do the math. So you know, I, I studied graphic design. I worked in the design space for many years, actually lived abroad for three years in my early 20s after college, got a taste for different industries. I did everything from web design to uh, design and layout of a biweekly newspaper when I lived in London, England. So, you know, I did a lot of different things. And it gave me a taste of what I really loved and and the things that maybe I didn't love so much. So one thing that I knew is that I didn't love just sitting behind a desk. Uh, I loved interacting with clients. I didn't want to just get a design brief and like, here, this is what you need to create. Um, and so when I moved back to Canada, I knew that I wanted to forge uh, my own path and started my my first business, actually, which was uh, a custom wedding and invitation, uh, wedding invitation and stationary business. Um, and I had that for 12 years and I loved it. It was very different style and um, really different for that industry when I started that in 2004. And I loved it. And all along the way, I was helping a lot of other entrepreneurs with their branding. 
their logo design and all of that, you know, as well as websites and not so much the languaging, but, but the design aspect. And, you know, I was really quite good at that. And along the way, I, I kind of fell out of love with the wedding industry and the direction I could see stationery was going was not where I wanted to go. And so I had to pivot, which I feel like that's a word everyone's very familiar with because of the pandemic. So many people have had to pivot their businesses. And I pivoted a number of years before, but I totally understand what that's like where you're kind of going, all right, well, I no longer want to do this. Or maybe it's that you no longer can do this because of what's happening in the world. What's next? Is it a giant pivot? Is it a small kind of step in a different direction? And so I launched Lab Creative um, in 2016 and, you know, really stepped into this new world of branding. And so I know that was sort of your original question and, and I'm, I'm getting there. And I, I went to this retreat, uh, which really was the catalyst for everything. And I said, well, branding is what somebody else does. I do the visual side of things. And I was challenged on that. And the the coach at this event was saying, well, do you do? And she asked me all these questions. And I said, well, yes. Um, and she said, well, you do branding. You just don't have a process you've developed around it. Mm. And I thought, oh, you know, and that imposter syndrome comes up, like, I don't have an education in that. I didn't go to school for brand strategy and all of those stories that can play in your head. But I got the support as I was building this new business and building out my own signature process, which is Brand Camp, which is what my book is about. And, and everything we do starts with Brand Camp. And it started because somebody challenged my own beliefs about what I could do or what I was actually doing, and then helped me develop a process around it. And I knew that I was, you know, meant to be working with people and less so on the design side. So now I still get to be a part of design with my designer, Maria, who works with me and art direction, but I don't do the day-to-day -day design. I'm working with clients and really helping them show up authentically. So that's the very long <laughs> answer to your question. No, that was a great length. So I'm curious to know, um, well, first of all, how many businesses you've sort of worked with so far? And if in working with those, if your definition of what branding actually is has evolved? Yeah. So we've probably worked with, I mean, we've worked with hundreds of people. Some, some people come and just go through brand camp with us and get that foundation and the messaging and positioning. Um, and then quite a few of those people then go on to work with us from a design perspective and the, and more of more strategy. So, you know, I think I definitely believe that branding is more than a logo, but I use, uh, I use baking analogies to share what branding is. And that to me, you know, how I've shared that has definitely evolved over the years. And what it does is it makes it memorable and it makes it something that people understand. So my book is called Brand Chemistry. You know, our, my company name is Lab Creative. Like we talk a lot about chemistry and ingredients. And so I talk about the chemistry in baking and how important having the right measurements and, you know, putting, even putting the ingredients in, in the right order, uh, are what makes a cake or cookies or, or whatever recipe you're making successful. 
And the same can be said about your brand. You need the right ingredients and you need to put it all together in the right order at the right time to create chemistry with your audience. So the story that I, I share around that has definitely evolved over the years. And that's a big part of what I talk about. But then people will remember my my cake analogies. And you know, in my slides, I have pictures of, of cakes. And I talk about how your logo is just one layer of your cake. You know, and if you have a cake that's all sprinkles and icing, it's going to lack substance, just like a brand that is really just about the logo and the website, but it doesn't have that deeper meaning and, and isn't creating a heart-to-heart connection. And I really believe when you have a brand that's deeply aligned with you and who you are as a person, you will attract the right people and you'll speak to them heart-to-heart as opposed to on a more cerebral level. When you're yeah. connecting people th- with people that way, you're creating, you know, then they're going to choose you maybe because you're more convenient or you're less expensive, not because they just know they have to work with you. So one of my favorite of your baking analogies is this description that you give of a, uh, like picturing a tray of cupcakes and they're all like plain and not decorated and you know, they look very much the same. Let's say they're all vanilla cupcakes for the sake of this, just yeah. th- this quick uh, explanation. And exactly what you said, like, what's going to make me reach for one of those cupcakes over another one? Well, probably I'm just going to reach for the one that's closest to me. Maybe I'll reach for the one that's, you know, cooled off the most out of coming out of the oven. So when we get to create our brands and decorate those cupcakes any way that we want, any way that makes us feel good and a lot, like, like maybe an Oreo cupcake or a carrot cake cupcake with walnuts on top of it, different people are going to be attracted to those cupcakes. And now they're really going to be attracted to like, Ooh, I need to have that cupcake. Yep. So that's like one of my favorite analogies of yours. And I, I'm curious to like, I love talking about this. Why shouldn't we, I mean, we want all the money, right? So why shouldn't we be focused on attracting all of the clients? And why should we just focus on decorating our cupcake the way that we want it to and focusing on attracting the right clients? That's a great question. And what a great segue from from the cupcake story. So, you know, if you're trying to attract everybody, I believe that you're not really going to attract anybody. Uh, and that's when you become the the plain vanilla cupcake that people will you know, only choose because of convenience or or price. Um, and, you know, you don't want to be that jack of all trades and master of none. You, you really want to be authentic in who you are and attract the right people. And the people that are trying to attract everybody are getting people that won't pay them what they deserve, you know, are, are maybe more difficult clients, maybe don't understand what they do because you're trying to be everything to everybody. And when you really narrow down on who you are and who you want to serve, um, you're, you have much more ability to stand out and be that whatever flavor cupcake that is, unicorn, you know, rainbow sprinkles, you know, the carrot, walnut, the Oreo cookie, whatever, the right people are going to be attracted to that that flavor, and they're just going to know they have to work with you. And so you might think that by narrowing down and getting clear on who you are and who you want to attract, you're going to attract less people, but maybe it just means you're going to attract less of the wrong people. Mm. I love this because not only is it 
I've seen it happen to myself as I've niched down. Like it's been a little bit scary. Um, and I, yep. I worry that, okay, nobody's going to want this now that I'm making the service smaller, but it has opened up like such a new, like it's opened up possibilities in how I work. It's opened up me being able to work with like fantastic clients and Furthermore, I'm having so much more fun being like a unicorn sprinkled cupcake than I yep. was being a vanilla cupcake. Um, yeah. So let's get to, into some of these like really like what are the elements or ingredients that go into a brand just to kind of like lay those out for people and, and things that they can be starting to think about when it comes to their own branding. Yeah, absolutely. So when I talk about brand chemistry, there's sort of three things that come up for me. It's authenticity visibility, and consistency. And inside all of those elements are things like really getting clear on your language. Like what is the foundation of this brand? You know, what are the, what's the audience you want to attract? And I use psychographics. So what are their values? What are their challenges? Who are they as, as whole human beings, as opposed to just the demographics of like where they live and how much money they make and, and their, you know, their age and things like that. You know, we really want to get clear on like what makes you different in your space and how are you going to show up? That allows you to be authentic when you do show up in your social media and your marketing and and all that. So many people I talk to are ashamed of their brand or their website or their product or or whatever that is, and then they're not visible. So when you create that foundation and you're really crystal clear on who you are and you have the confidence and clarity, then that feeds into visibility and, and it allows you to be authentic in your visibility and just show up and like, this is who I am, you know, and the right people will be attracted to that. And then consistency plays into all of that because if you show up authentically and consistently, you know, then people will take notice. And so consistency, I mean, in frequency, but also in things like your colors and your fonts and your, you know, your photos and all of those things, people need to immediately recognize you, whether or not they stop when they're scrolling or they just get that visual cue and they see your post, even if they don't stop and like it, you want them to, their brain to register that that was your post as an example. Um, One thing I tell people to do is open up your website and all of your social media accounts in a browser and flip between them. Do you really good? Yeah. Do you recognize yourself? Are you using the same headshot? Is your logo cut off? Are you using, oh, that social media platform, it has our old branding on it, or that's an something we're no longer offering. That's out of date. Uh, Whatever that is, look for Am I consistent in my colors? Am I having too much fun on Canva with their templates? Because I don't have a color palette that I'm using consistently. I'm changing fonts all the time. People think, oh, it's boring to always post the same thing. Well, you don't have to use the exact same template. We have multiple different templates we create for clients and for us, but you need to be recognizable. So if you're being authentic and you're visible and you're consistent, those are the three things that that when all together create brand chemistry and and allow you to have the impact that you want to have and as you mentioned have fun doing it there's no point in being in business for yourself if you're not having fun because it is not always the easy route and i think 
you know, to your point of us thinking, I, I think we do get bored. I think we're like, we post the same look and style and then everybody, we want to rebrand. But, you know, Target is is recognizable for a reason. And, and I, of course, use this example a lot, but it's because they are consistent. And now you can see a Target commercial without even seeing the little Target sign and you know it's a Target commercial. And they push through that boredom. So I think that we need to do, you know, do the same. Like other people are not getting bored. They're just recognizing yeah. our brand. Yeah. Well, and and if your content is boring and what you're sharing is boring, that's <laughs> a different issue. Um, and I don't think that being consistent needs to be boring. And I think it's just flipping the script on that a little bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm very consistent in what we post, but sometimes you're like, okay, we need a slightly different look and feel for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're still consistent in your colors and your fonts, even if you're changing up a few other details, you know, you're still consistent, right? You can still have fun and still play in, in different ways while maintaining that consistency because if somebody doesn't recognize you, you're missing out on a touch point. And people are so overwhelmed with content today that there was a time not too long ago where the stats where it takes people six to eight times seeing you before they're likely to, to buy from you. And now I'm hearing it's closer to 20 times just because we're in this virtual world now and people are inundated with content. And so if you're inconsistent, you're missing out on those little touch points for people to to see you. So let's talk a little bit about kind of like the the elements of the brand. So like the personality of the brand and the color and that kind of thing, because I think that's really fun stuff to talk about for one. Um, but I'd love to hear your perspective on like, how do you know what your brand personality is? You know, how do you, is that, is that something you can just know inside of yourself or do you have to do a little exploration around that? Yeah, you definitely need some exploration. Um, that is a brand personality is one of the elements of brand camp that we, we do with our clients and it's, really essential um, to me, especially when we get to the design, but it also helps us understand what's the tone of this brand. So I have a whole brand personality section um, that really helps people hone in on the seven to 10 key personality traits for the brand. And it's, we want a good range. We don't want them all, like if they all skew to like the you know, to one side, then, you know, maybe people won't take you seriously. Or if it's too maybe academic or, or too, you know, serious, you know, it could, then it could be boring. So it's finding a little bit of, of uh, variety in the, the types of words. Um, so, you know, if you've got, you know, uh, meticulous and studious, do you also have like courageous or adventurous or uh, balanced or something you, you want to have a bit of balance in your personality traits. And so for me, then I know what kind of language are we going to use in your positioning statement? Is it going to be edgier? Is it going to be super dynamic? Is it, does it need to sound really more academic, right? Like what, what's the tone? Um, Does this brand swear? Does this brand use like what kinds of emojis does this brand use? You can even go as deep as that. Then when it comes to design, we use color psychology to develop our client's color palette based on their brand personality. 
So our color palettes we create for our clients are very intentional, knowing that the colors we're choosing, they don't represent every single word, but they represent a good cross-section of the words to create a really powerful color palette for them. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. I know color, you have a product specific to color. I do. So let's talk a little bit about the psychology of color and why it matters so much when you're choosing your colors, because there are colors we've seen, we've all seen in branding that, that turn us away. And then ones that are really attractive to us and it's different for every single person. So yeah, I mean, there's so much. I mean, we could just talk for an hour, you know, for probably hours just around this topic. But um, yeah, we did create a product um, called Color Chemistry, and it is a process of developing your per- brand personality and then using the color psychology and uh, creating your own color palette and mood board. Um, so I can share the link to that with, that you can share with the with the podcast if anybody's interested in checking that out. That's a uh, you know a three step process that you can do yourself. And so color, you know, color increases brand recognition by up to eighty percent. So by just by changing the colors of something you're posting can actually make people not recognize you. Perhaps even if it was the same logo, but in a different color, they -hmm. might not realize it's you unless it's one of your colors. So it's important to maintain consistency and color makes us feel, right? Colors make us feel things and it's tapping into that, you know, yellow and the, you know, it's joyful and fun. And, you know, there's certain colors that, there's a reason why a lot of the banks use blue, right? It's typically like conservative and loyal. And there's certain words that are attributed to certain colors. And so I've done a real deep dive in researching all of the different colors. And the beauty too is that there's so many shades of each color, right? There's a million hues of blue and a million hues of yellow. And so It's not just going with like, you need the primary yellow and, you know, primary colors. It's finding the nuance of that color. And maybe you do want a blue and and you're like, oh, that feels very corporate and, but it kind of fits our personality, but you pair that with something that's kind of bold, like a red or a coral or something else so that you capture that full personality of the brand and create a maybe an unusual color combination that, you know, you haven't seen in your industry before. So it's not always about the individual colors. It's about the combination that you create together. Is there, would you say a a magic number as far as how many colors you choose for your brand? So typically for our clients, we, we give them about six colors. Some, it could be a little bit more. It could be you know, nine. Now that doesn't mean all of those are going to be your primary colors, but sometimes, you know, for our clients in their logo, they might have this beautiful gradient that incorporates all of their colors or their logo could be two to three of those colors. And the rest of them are accent colors or backgrounds for social media or buttons on your website or things for you to wear in your photographs. So what I found is that two colors, two to three colors is not enough. We need a a breadth of colors to use because of social media and because of, you know, just we, we need a little bit more than, than we used to years ago. There was a time where I felt like everybody, they would get two, it was kind of 
here are your two colors. Yeah. And now we just need a bit more because of photography and because of social media and the amount that we're putting ourselves out there that we need a little bit more flexibility. And because so many people are creating things like podcasts, courses, they're writing books, you need to have um, maybe different ways to use that color palette. So often when we're creating things for different clients, you know, this is the main you know, maybe there's one or two primary colors, and then this course has uh, this accent color, and then this offering has this different accent color. So it creates a bit of a trigger, uh, like a, a trigger in people's minds, like, oh, I'm somewhere different. This is the same company, but a different offering. So having more colors gives you a bit more flexibility with building out new assets like a course or a podcast or writing a book and so on. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, okay, shifting gears a little bit, I kind of want to talk about another aspect of branding, which I don't think gets enough um, airtime. Okay. So you talk in your book about the difference between features versus benefits and why we want to start talking as small businesses and entrepreneurs more about the benefits to people. So I'd love for you to break down the the difference, if you don't mind, and why we might start including more benefits over just features. Absolutely. So features are what you do and what you're selling. So for us, I could say, you know, we offer brand strategy, we offer logo design, a website design, and uh, social media design, like all of those, those are the features like brand, I offer brand camp, this is the structure of it. Those are the what you're actually selling to people. Then when we flip gears and we look at the benefits, it's stepping into our client's shoes, literally, and writing benefit statements as if you're your client. Like, I feel confident and clear on my brand. Like, that's what I want my clients to be saying. That's a benefit of Brandcamp. So Brandcamp is the feature. So I'll give you an example. I use Apple as my as my case study when I share this with people that, you know, you have to go digging to find the features of any Apple product on their website. They're not selling the features. They're selling lifestyle. They're selling the benefits. They're selling status. They're selling what you can do with their devices. You can FaceTime with family and friends. You can stream music. You can do all of these things. It's, they're selling the benefits. They are brilliant at selling benefits. They've humanized an inanimate object and made us all spend a ton of money on this product when the reality is, I don't know, the inside of the phone could be or a computer could be very similar to you know, what the other companies are offering. But for me, it's about the experience of using their devices and and what I can do with them that are really powerful. So it's just switching and, and putting yourself in your client's shoes and selling their most desired outcome that they get from working with you versus I offer this package or that package, or then you just are listing the things that you do. That starts to get back into that cerebral connection. They're going to go, okay, this is what they offer, not what's that deeper connection of what is this going to do for me? How is this going to transform my life? Which is what they're looking for. Yeah, I love that. Really backpedaling and taking a look at not just, you know, the I offer a hat. 
but like what the actual benefits to that are. Well, and I take it a step further too, because I really encourage people to develop their own signature process. Like that's mm-hmm. part of your brand is not to have that. Somebody described it as like the Chinese menu with like the hundred things that you could choose from. And it's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And you just kind of randomly pick something. You know, if I was selling logo design as a standalone thing, I'd be competing against everybody who does logo design. I'm not selling logo design, right? Like I'm selling an experience. I'm selling, you have to go through Brand Camp first to work with us before we'll design anything for you. I have our signature three-step process that everybody goes through if they work with us. And I don't waver from that. I don't make exceptions. We can, we won't switch. And I will say no if somebody's like, I just want a new logo. We're not the right company for them. So it's also getting really clear on, you know, if you're a coach, when are the best, when, when do you have the best results with your clients, right? I had a, a business coach client and she said, well, I offer like a three month package or a six month package. I said, when do you get the best results? She's like six months. So then only offer six months, yeah. offer what you know is going to give them the best possible outcome and create a, a process and a journey that makes them feel supported and held and, and loved in that in that process. And they know, okay, this is why I'm coming to you. It's, you know, so I know when they do hire us for the logo design, it wasn't just because of that. It's because how they feel supported. They know we're going to do an amazing job at that. We have to, right? You have to be great at what you do to be in business. You can't sell the thing that you offer. Then you're competing against everybody else. You have to sell what they get out of working with you. Yeah. And I think to your point at the beginning, um, you're really doing them a disservice if you aren't if you aren't yeah. honing in on that signature process because they're not going to get the transformation that they that they wanted. Yeah, I know. That was great. And I, you know, we've we've had clients where they question, like, well, I just I don't need to go through that. And I said, Well, th- there's a reason why I created this and these are the results and our design work got better when I implemented brand camp. There are, there is an order to branding and there are elements to branding. And if you just change your logo and you don't change the rest of the things, yeah. you're, that's not going to get you the same results. And so we are doing them a disservice when we don't give them our whole process. Like, yeah. like in my case, it's a whole package. And if you don't buy the whole package, it's like, eh, Okay, you know, but if I give you the whole entire package, you're going to get great results. And I've seen that happen time and time and time again. So, and when you get those results, it gives you more confidence to share with people this is what we do for people. This is the transformation when you, you know, put this into it or you dedicate to this, this however long or whatever that is. And it, it helps boost your confidence. And so if you're just doing the, the small things and you're not really creating a process and, you know, it's going to be much harder to, to build up, uh, your revenue and the clients who are like, oh yeah, and you were really amazing at this thing. And it just makes it so much more memorable when they have this experience and you stick to your guns on it, right? You're like, no, mm-hmm. this is how we do things. You know, there can be some, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be like, always super rigid, you can have a little bit of play, but being confident in what you're offering and why you offer it the way you do will definitely distinguish you from from the other people in your industry. 
So I'd love to hear who you used Apple as an example. And Apple is one of my favorite brands, just from the way that they sell you their products to the packaging it comes in to the (laughs) stores themselves. It's really just top notch. So what's your favorite brand personally? And then what's your favorite brand to kind of use as an example of who's really doing branding right? And maybe it's one in the same. Yeah, I mean, well, Apple definitely. I mean, I've been using Apple products since I was in college when you could only get the design software I used on an Apple computer. So I have not used a PC since the 90s, wow. you know, um, because you, there was a time where you could not get the the suite of design software that we use for a PC. They were only for Apple computers. So just, you know, that's kind of an interesting fun fact uh, for people who didn't know that. So Apple to me, yeah, like I've, I'm definitely dedicated to to their products. Are they perfect? No. Is any, any company? No. But um, I'm definitely a dedicated, you know, Apple, Apple person. I think they do so much right. The example that I use personally as a client of mine, uh, I, I talk about her in my main keynote and I've talked about her on you know social and, and a variety of things. Her name is Dr. Lisa Watson. She's a naturopath. She's amazing at what she does. And she's not your typical naturopath. You know, I, I show that she's got red hair and you know, red lips and tattoos and piercings. She hula hoops with fire. You know, she's, you know, she's got a fierce badass personality, if I can say that. And, (laughs) you know, she didn't have a brand that reflected that. It was pretty generic. It was a vanilla cupcake. Um, And she needed to be a spicy chocolate cupcake. And we helped her become that spicy chocolate cupcake through her messaging. So now her her brand uh, essence is, you know, from burnt out to fired up. Oh, I love that. And, you know, she works with women, uh, you know, going through dealing with hormone imbalances, everything from infertility to menopause and all the things in between. And she is standing out and stepping out as her authentic self with this flaming Phoenix logo that we created for her that's red in an industry that's predominantly green. I think a lot of times we picture naturopaths to be like, you know, wearing Birkenstocks and like natural hair and no makeup. And like we create this story around what we think people in this industry look and sound like. And she's the antithesis of that, right? And yet she's super successful. She's busy. Her calendar is packed. She's doing amazing things. She's stepping out in her social media and in her world, and she's attracting the right client. She's become that beacon of light, speaking to people that are like, oh my God, this is exactly who I need. I don't need somebody who looks perfect, is going to make me feel guilty for my lifestyle choices, but is going to meet me where I'm at and cheer me on and support me and, and kick me in the butt if I need it. And now her brand says that. And it's so powerful when I share that transformation and share that she is stepping out and fully owning who she is and attracting an abundance of clients. And I think a lot of times we feel like we have to hide who we really are. And because we feel like, oh, we've got to meet this perception of what people think people in my industry look like. And I'm here to say that we can break that 
completely because yeah, you it's not true. Word, you took the words right out of my mouth about we so often put ourselves in these boxes based on what other people in our industries are doing. It it means nothing. And and to your point of Lisa, who is a great example, she does better. She attracts more clients when she is herself. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So, ooh, that should be our, that's like our takeaway message. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Why don't you let us know how we can find and connect with you online and the different ways that there are to work with you. So you had mentioned brand camp and the color chemistry. Um, what other ways are there to work with you and how can people find you? Yeah, for sure. So our website is labcreative.ca. Uh, you can follow us on social Lab Creative Inc. is our handle on all of the platforms. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Laura Beauprelant, so you can just search me that way. And in terms of what we offer, so yes, Brand Camp is a, a two-week intensive experience that I offer for uh, six entrepreneurs at a time. I do it about six times a year. Um, so I'm not sure when this is coming out to know when the next one would be coming up for, for you, but you can check our website to see when the next session of Brand Camp is coming. That's where we do the deep work. We peel back all the layers and we build the foundation so you have the confidence and clarity in your tone, your personality, how you're showing up, how you're different. Um, and then for people who go through Brand Camp, they have the opportunity to work with us on design and strategy and website design as well. So everything from sort of your color palette logo up to website and social media. And yes, we've got the color chemistry, which is uh, basically a do-it-yourself product. It's available on our website. Uh, I can share the link with you for that as well. And then there's also the opportunity for people to do like a one-on-one -on -one strategy session with me, either a one-hour or a three-hour deep dive uh, into, uh, you know, something, whether they're creating a new program or they want to create a signature process, like I was talking about, we could use the time to, to do some of those. So I'll, I'll make sure to share those links with you, Emily. Okay, perfect. Um, and thank you so much for being a part of this. This is our, our month of branding and you get to put the icing on the cupcake. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Now we need to go eat cupcakes. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm salivating. Everybody <laughs> go right. find a local bakery and support them and buy yourself the, the cupcake that most represents you and then tag Emily and I in that photo. Uh, that is your homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Laura. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.